Okay, Boker Tov, we're at the bottom of Beis Amad Aleph. Yesterday we were trying to determine who the author of our Mishnah is, who says that there are two issues. You can only do work on Chol Hamoi to prevent a loss, but not to provide profit. And who is the author that also says that you can't, even if it's to prevent a loss, you can't do extreme efforts. The Gemara brought a uh, brisa to suggest that this author of our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda because he made two separate statements. First he says that water that's coming out of a spring that even initially came out, you could use it, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Rabbi Yehuda, because Rabbi Yehuda says you cannot water only thing you can water is a field that needs to be irrigated, but not one that gets rainfall. And also, the thing he says is you cannot direct the you can't uh, the canal that's got the water. You can't drudge it out. And that was the two points that we had over there. So we were talking of them. So now, so that really is the proof. More now just wants to clarify a couple phrases of the Mishnah to make sure that we understand what it means when it talks about a certain word. My Chorva, what is a word when it says an irrigated field that dried up? He says, Rabbi Huda says, you can irrigate an irrigated field that dried up. What does dried up means? Ile Machorva Mamish, if it means literally dried up, then the field is useless and nothing is growing there. So if that's the case, why are you allowed to irrigate it? So it can't mean that. Abaya means, answer, that it dried up from as far as this spring is concerned, which was the one that was watering it until now. Not the field dried up, but the uh, spring dried up. And another spring emerged from another spot to which you can water the field. So since the field was accustomed to being watered from the first spring, Rabbi Yehuda permits you to water from the new spring If you because if you don't, it's going to wreck up what you have already. The point is, unlike Reb Meir, Rabbi Yehuda permits only watering an irrigated field because not doing so would result in an irretrievable loss. Such a field, though, he agrees with Rabbi Meir that even a newly emerged spring can be used. Remember, we said a new one, I would have thought maybe it could break and then you have to do extra work. But he says it's true, only the field had been watered before Yantuf, and now the irrigation field, the spring dried up. So not watering the field will cause a big loss because the spe- seedlings already that already were watered a little bit will then die. But if there was no spring and the field wasn't water, now you can't water it because now you're doing it solely for profit. So that could not be. Okay, anyway, so that is the explanation of that. So now we're just clarifying that line in the Mishnah to know what it meant. So that is a permitted way according to Rabbi Yehuda. So you can still make new channels or if it doesn't involve a lot of work. 
it's, which will. You're not about well, he's not. That's the chiddush. Yeah. Since, you know, it 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 didn't break, so you don't have to worry about that, and you don't want it. This is something that's an irretrievable loss. Right. So, uh, you know, if it breaks, you know, that'd be an interesting question. What do you do if it breaks? But it would involve too much work, so you wouldn't be allowed to do that. Now, there was another statement said at the end of the mission, even though we're not, we're just closing up all the loose ends of that brysa, rather. The final statement said, Rabbi Leezer ben Azariah Omer, Rabbi Leezer ben Azariah said, lo kach lo kach, neither this nor that. So what did he mean when he said, neither this nor that? He says, lo shna charav maina, lo shna lo charav maina. No matter whether the spring dried up or when the spring did not dry out, he makes this chiluk. Mayin sheyotza betchila lo, a newly emerged spring may not be used. And this is how he argues on Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? Clearly. Mayin sheyotza betchila lo. So at any, so that, so now you see where Rabbi Meir argues on Rabbi Yehuda who allows you to water a field that's even a rainfall field that doesn't need irrigation. Right, where that's for profit. Rabbi Meir says you can water for profit. Right, Rabbi Yehuda says no, you can't water for profit. You can only water a field that needs to get irrigated. However, Rabbi Yehuda said, and you can even irrigate it from what with a new spring, and we're not worried that that might break. While the next rabbi, Rabbi Lozer Ben Azariah, says no, you can't use a new one. Uh, you can't. Uh, you, um, that's right. You can't use that. So at any rate, we see Rabbi Yehuda. This is the final conclusion of the proof from the Brisa. He forbids labor for the sake of increasing profit because he only allows you to water a previously watered, irrigated field that needs more irrigation, and he forbids the use of excessive exertion to avert the loss because you can't clean out the clogged irrigation canals. And that's exactly like our Mishnah. That's what we're saying. He, our Mishnah is like him. Now, and the last point, Rabbi Lozman Nazari maintains that a newly flowing spring can never be used because he says we are gozer on that, even if it's to avoid a loss. He's afraid it'll collapse. We're going to fix excess repair. But that's not Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda is sort of the middle position. Chachamim are extremely lenient. Rabbi Lozor and Zarya is extremely strict. Rabbi is the middle path that you can water only a field to avoid a financial loss, and but you can't, and you could even do it with a new spring, and we're not considered word that it will break. Plus, you can't do any heavy duty work, such as unclogging the canals that are there. So it seemed to be exactly like our Mishnah. To which Gemara has still one more question to ask, and they say, well, maybe it's not 100% proof from our Mishnah, because perhaps maybe Rabbi Yehuda was only saying one thing and not the other, as we shall see. Gemara is going to suggest it's not Rabbi Yehuda, and then it will conclude at the end that it is Rabbi Yehuda. And that's how we will conclude, but there's still one more question that needs to be answered and to understand what was Rabbi Yehuda's intent when he said the words that he said, as we shall see. Umimai, and on what basis do you say that the town of our mission is Rabbi Yehuda? Let's go back to what he said. 
Dilma, perhaps, at Kanlo, Kamar Yehuda, Beis HaShlochin, Ein Beis Abal. When did Rabbi Yehuda say in the Mishnah that an irrigated field can be watered, but a rainwater field cannot? Maybe only, maybe only regarding a newly emerged spring that you could use it for what? For the irrigation field, but not for a rainwater field. But... Because he said that Dilma Asilan Pule, because maybe it will fall, and therefore you can't use it for a rain field, a rain a rainwatered field. But Avomayin Shaloyatzabetchila. What about a a, a a spring that's not a new one? Dolo Asilan Pule that will not fall. Maybe I know that. But it's an old spring. We know what an old it's spring is. No, although Mayan Shaloyot, that's not new. That's not new. Not newly emerged. Where we can assume it will not collapse. Maybe now, Afilu Beis Habal Nami. Then maybe you could even do it with a watered, a watered field. Because when he's. Yes, which, which we said does not allow any of that. Because he did, because the first statement that he made in the Brisa was in response to Rabmeir's ruling. What did Rabmeir say? A newly flowing spring can be used even in a rainwater field. That's what Rabmeir said. So when Rehuda countered, and what did he say? You can only water on an irrigated field. Maybe his point was only regarding a newly flowing spring can be used with an irrigated field. But maybe he agrees that an old spring can be used for a rainwater field because he only said newly one. So maybe he would. Maybe he's not exactly our Mishnah. Yeah. Maybe he's saying even a rainwater field could be used. If it's an old spring, then how would it be a field that was rainwater? I mean, it would have been irrigated. Well, it's both. An old spring would have been irrigated. It was an old spring. No, it it was sometimes field. you put an old spring because you want rainwater and you want it irrigated. That's for profit. An old spring, we've been doing it for a while. But they want both. You want to profit a lot. Uh, you want some things need tons of water. And if you want to have regular crops, you just let it rain. If you want to have more, then you even water more. It goes even more than what you want. But the Gemara says, if you're going to say that's what he holds, then guess what? Then our mission isn't like anybody. Yeah. In Cain, if you're going to say that that's his position, who is the Mishnah going to be like? Because we know it's not in accordance with the other two rabbis, because Reb Meir says you could even use it for profit. And the other rabbi says you can't even use it with an old. Well, so it can't be anybody. So who do we got left? The only one that's the closest to it is El Reb Yehuda. It's got to be Rabbi Yehuda. Because, and he would have to say, Lo Lo He says, doesn't matter if for the for the irrigated field, he says, doesn't matter if it's a new or an old spring. He said, it says, Beis HaShlochem in a water, uh, a, a irrigated field, yes. Beis HaBalo, a rainwater one now. Aye, the fact in the price that he said, that we could use for an irrigated uh, field, a new one. He only says that to show you how much Rameer argues on him. To show you how 
lenient Rabbi Meir is. That Rabbi Meir says that filu ma'ina yotzer metchila even a new spring even a rain field can be for that and that's what he's coming to even say no I won't even agree that's how far Reb Meir argues on him so the Mishnah is concluded we know clearly now this is what we've accomplished on the first daf of the Gemara that the Mishnah that says you can only water a rain uh, an irrigated field is like Rabbi Yehuda and you can't do anything that's excessive work, even if it's going to create a financial loss. That is Rabbi Yehuda. Fine. Stop. End. Now what we're going to go is bring an entirely new machlokas that seems to have nothing to do with our discussion. And that's going to be involving the malachas of Shabbos. And then it's going to be a machlokas. And then, not today, but tomorrow, they're going to ask a question on one of the rabbis from a statement of our Mishnah. So now, although we're t- totally getting off topic, it will come back to topic, and it's a fascinating Shiloh. We know there are 39 prohibited activities, and uh, two of them are, and that's the first two uh, in the, that are listed of the 39 Malachas, plowing is not permitted, and planting is not permitted. Now, those are called the avos malachos. Remember, there's 39 primary activities, and then there's derivatives of that that are part of that. So let's say, so what would you say plowing is? Plowing is you take a plow, you plow the earth. Okay, but what is uh, the concept of plowing? Starting a new field. Starting a new field, you could say better. Say better, you are enhancing you're enhancing a field making it you're preparing a field in a way that it now can be used for planting so now which would mean maybe there's other ways you can prepare a field without plowing it could you think of one okay what about irrigating? Does irrigate, you have a very hard, rocky field. But it might soften it up a lot that you can plant. It, how, how about if there's big rocks all over the field? But they have to be removed. Oh, so now what would that be, a, a malach? What would, it, what would be wrong with doing that? Oh, that's forbidden. Why? Because it would be a it would be a tolada, a, a subsidiary of making the land ready for planting, for plow, for, for, for softening and making the earth more usable. Yeah, so plowing means preparing the field. Make making the field more usable, arable. arable. Yes, yes. Okay. Now what's planting? Using the field that you already prepared. No, because I don't have to. I could build a house on it. That's not planting. See, now you got to get into specific. What what is the act of planting? Making profit. No. You're you're using the land to grow something. Right. You're using the land. You're now doing something to the land that's going to produce something. Right. 
Okay, but you have to be clear of what you're saying. So what's typical planting? Take a seed, put it in the ground. Okay, is there anything else that, I, is that the only way I would be making use of the land in a way to grow something? You have to I'm, water I'm, Ah, water it. So now the question is going to be, if I water, if I see somebody watering a, 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 a field on Shabbos, wait a minute, you, somebody's what? if you want someone, you know, if a person's Mechal Shabbos, what's the punishment? If he's warned and he knows he's not supposed to do it, he gets the death penalty, Okay. So let's say you see a guy is watering the field on shops. He's about to. Because they stop. Don't do that because you are transgressing the prohibited activity of planting. Maybe yeah, it's, otherwise you wouldn't water. Maybe, maybe it's plowing. We just said preparing. Why would you water it to plow? Because sometimes it's so hard you can't even. It's like a rock. You're preparing the. I never watered before plowing. Anyway, okay. Do you hear the issue at hand over here? In other words, what we're going to be discussing is that when you pull out weeds or you water a field, which one of the thirty-nine malachas is it? Is it? Plow goes under the broad category of plowing or is under the broad category of planting. Clearly, watering is not an av malacha. It's not a primary malacha because nowhere in the 39 does it says you can't water. It says you can't plow and you can't plant. You can't do that. You can't take the plow, but it's obviously not limited to only a plow. It's whatever does the effective thing of a plow. And not only you can't put a seed in the ground, but whatever effectively is the same thing as putting a seed into the ground. So now the question is, so when we are doing other things to the ground, such as pulling out the weeds, okay, or you're watering the grass, what is that a subsidiary of? Is it a subsidiary of plowing? Or is it seeding? Plowing, plowing. Okay, very nice. Guess what? It's a machlokas. Let's see the machlokas. Or okay, so let's take a look. This this is the discussion. Now, what's that going to have to do with our Mishnah? You're going to see later on. Remember, we said about we had this one little word shmita. We threw that word shmita in. Remember. On Cholomoid, you can do this, you can't do that. And threw in the word Shemitah, which would seem to say in Shemitah, you can't do certain types of watering. So that's going to get back to is watering a Moloch of Shemitah. That's how we're going to finally bring this all back to our Mishnah. But we're far away from doing that yet. We now have to dig into this Machlokas over here. Itmar. Okay, now it was taught the following... Hamenachesh, a person who weeds and vamashkemaim and watering water, lees royim. He's watering seeds. Seed? No, they have seeds in the ground. You weeding and watering seeds. Let's see. Weeding involves pulling out the undesirable plants from among the desirable ones, thereby causing the desired ones to grow better. 
right? When, that, when you're growing things, this is what you want to grow. You got weeds all over there. The weeds are pulling out nutrients. Yes. You don't want them. So now, when you're pulling out a weed, okay, so that's number one. And number two, pouring water where there are seeds. Watering seeds is watering the ground at the base of the seedlings. So now, if you see someone doing that on Shabbos and you're telling me you're not allowed to do that, Mishumai Masrin in Bay, on account of which Av Malacha, primary Malacha, do we warn him? And all the stuff I spoke out already. Now, remember, for one to be liable for court exposed execution, he has to first be given a legal warning. The warning must refer specifically to the Av Malacha being violated. A general warning against Tesquare Shabbos will not suffice. You can't say, stop doing that because you're Mechal Shabbos. You can't say, well, what am I doing that's Mechal Shabbos? Yeah. got to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. You know, what if uh, you, you're picking up three heavy books? And a guy says, you can't do that on Shabbos. Why? What's the Malacha? I don't know, but also you can't do that. No, you got to say, this is the Malacha. Okay. Uh... Now, whether a warning that specifies only the Tolada itself is valid is a Machlokas Rishonim. But according to Mora, which Av Malacha can we specify to the one who's about to weed or water plants? Rabba Amar, Rabba says, Bishum Choresh. Rabba says it's planting. Uh, it's plowing, plowing. Why are you plant? Because you'll see in a minute. Rabbi Yosef Omer says, because of sowing. And these are the two uh, main ones. Okay. Now, I don't want to do this. Okay. So now, Rava Omer Rabba says, Kavosi Didi Mistavra. My opinion is the more reasonable one. Why? What is the nature of plowing? Is lerafuye ara to soften the earth? That's what you're doing. You're softening the earth. So we, taking the weeds out and watering the earth, hainami merafua ara. It certainly softens the earth. When you pull out the weeds, it loosens the soil in which they grow. When you're watering, you're making the earth soft. So you're making the earth more. Pulling the weeds and plowing is not the same thing. Again, what is plowing? Plowing is softening the earth. Yeah, but we, so when we, I'm pulling out earth, I'm weeds. I'm softening the earth. You're loosening the soil where those weeds were growing. You're improving the ground. It's a much better ground. You're watering it. You're loosening the, the thing. It's not plowing per se. It's a derivative. Remember, when you're looking at plowing, what does plowing do? Softens the earth. There's many ways you can soften the earth. And these are two other ways. That's according to Rab. Amr um, Yosef, Yosef says, Kavos Sididimistavra. No, my opinion is the reasonable one. What is Zorea? Sowing is Litzmuche Peira. It's to promote the growth of produce. Hachanami, as well here, Mitzameach Peri. When you're weeding it or watering it, it's promoting the growth of produce. Yeah. So, that is the Machlokas. Okay. So, comes along Abaye, and he's going to ask a question on both rabbis. 
Why? You'll see in a minute. <laughs> One of these really interesting questions. He's going to ask it to both. Now, very important point. The underlying assumption of both Rab and Rabbi Yosef's opinion is that when a particular act resembles an Av Malacha A in one respect and an Av Malacha B in another respect, what's happening here when I'm watering isn't a little bit of both Malachas? Doesn't watering look like it's a derivative of planting and of plowing? Aha. Uh-huh. So they say. Only one of the respects is considered significant and the other is ignored. That was the machlokas, these two rabbis. Thus, weeding and watering are considered toldos of either plowing or sowing, but not of both. That's the assumption they're making. See, really what was interesting, why don't we say it's both? It does both. It softens the ground and enhances growth. But at this point, it seems that Rabbi and Rav Yosef say, no, if there's one activity that resembles two Av Malachas, you gotta pick one. So on that, Abaye is gonna ask on that assumption on both of them. He says, Rabbi, Lidi, Doch, Kasha, there's a question on you. Ula Rav Yosef, Kasha, Rav Yosef is a question on you. Why? Why do you have to pick one? Why can't you just let it be that it's two? Well, they aren't saying that. That's, that's what they're saying. And he's arguing. That's exactly what he's asking. Lidi Kasha, according to your opinion, it's a problem because you say that Mishum Chayresh, O Mishum Zarelo. You don't want it, you can't warn on account of both. You're saying for plowing, yes, but for sowing, no? Why? Lurabiosev Kasha, Mishum Zarea in Mishum Chayresh Loaf. For sowing, yes. And for, pl- and for plowing, no? The question he's saying is, since the acts of weeding and watering are similar to both, they should be classified under both. Why assign, assign the acts of one of Malacha to the exclusion of another? That's your question. And if you want to say, may, and he's in the question, saying, maybe you want to answer to me, you might want to say, well, I'm sorry, Whenever something is like two, you only can hit them on one. Maybe that's what you hold. But we're going to see that's not true because it's possible to do one action and get hit on two things. Rav Kahana makes the following statement that seems to be unquestioned. He says, Zoymer, what if you are pruning a vine on Shabbos? And you want... The things you're pruning. Now, no, there is a malach of pruning. You're not allowed to prune. Pruning means cutting off anything that's growing while the thing is growing. So that is enhancing an existing tree. That's zomer. Now, what do you usually do with the stuff you're pruning off? You throw it away. Ah, but what if I'm pruning something and I want what I'm pruning off? I want that wood for whatever. So now, there's another malach that's happening. Chayiv Shtaim, you're Chayiv for two Korban Chatas. Achas Mishum Notea, one is for planting, because pruning really is planting, because you're enhancing the growth. Zomer itself is not an Avmalacha. Pruning is not an Avmalacha, it's a Tolada. So when I'm pruning it, I'm enhancing the growth. That is Notea, planting. Vachas Mishum Kotzer, and one because of reaping. So it's possible one action has two. 
So why are you guys picking one? You should be picking two. Why you pick? We, we see that Rav Kahana says it's possible one action has two malachas. So what are you guys arguing? I say it's this one. You say it's this one. You know, two great treats in one candy bar. Reese's peanut butter cup. You got peanut butter on my chocolate. You got chocolate on my peanut butter. No, it's two. So why don't you just say it's two? Good question. And how do you like this? Kash and Gamora concludes, yes, this is a difficulty. <laughs> In light of this conclusion, Gamora, it seems that the Lacha should follow Abaye, that these guys are, are both wrong. Indeed, many Rishonim do rule that one who waters seeds is liable for both sowing and plowing. And that's the Mishnah Brura. So that so now you can be transgressing two Averos. Rama whatever rules in accordance with Rabbi Yosef that he's liable only for sowing, etc., etc. So we have a big machlokas rishonim. What are you high for? Be that as it may, he has a cash on them. They stick to their guns. And now what the Gemara is going to do is going to ask questions one on the other. He says, no, it's not plowing. Or to you, no, it's not sowing. So in spite of the fact that Rav, uh, what's his name again? Who is this? Rav Yo, not Rav Yosef. Uh, Abaye said both of you are wrong, and he brought a proof that both of them are wrong. The Gemara tomorrow will continue to figure between the two which one is right, even though he kind of knocked them both out. He says, well, it's a, you have a cash in us? Okay, but we're still going to discuss the argument. And that will finally bring us back to our Mishnah. All right, excellent. Oh, I didn't go too far away from the <laughs> <laughs>